started off with questions, and then it's number two. Things on my mind, why this, why that, what should we do? The question that just searches, he's diving into seeking. Go for some leaking, leaking, he's leaking, get to tweaking. He don't be getting to preaching, he don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars, you read my energy. You got the recipe to get the ecstasy. I'm shifting gears on the things that you once believed. Now people don't deceive, they start some Christian seed. It's from the start, that's why you trapped, you stuck, you cannot leave. Invest me on your knees, confess your sins of boo. Don't have no question, have the face, you trust, you told the truth. You think you can't be slanted, you think it's just be planted. It's warfare, the bombs explode, collateral damage. I manage the main pain to explain. We hit it evolve, but ain't no damn thing change. Thank you for joining us for episode number 24, Scorpio season. Uh, how you doing, Claudia? Very good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. And guess who's back with us? My favorite. <laughs> D. D. What's going on, D? Oh, not much. Just hanging out and doing a podcast with one of my besties. All right. Oh, that's so cute. All right. <laughs> how are you feeling, Scorpio season, uh, D? Uh, it's, I don't know if y'all have seen or not, but it's really cold in Texas. Really? I'm, I'm really, it's like, it's been in the thirties and forties the past three days or so. Oh, wow. And so my joints are like, uh, I feel you. but I mean, yeah. the season, I like spooky season. So it's been, other than that, it's been going pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting rocked by Mercury retrograde. All right. <laughs> well, um, D, I made a t-shirt for you, right? You've made a few t-shirts for me, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And Claudia, I made a t-shirt for you, right? Yes, sir, you did. Mm-hmm. A couple. Yeah. I've got your clock one, and I had a special request fulfilled by you as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know something I do that you guys don't do? What's that? Every time I leave the house, I wear my t-shirt. <laughs> I wear mine a lot. It's just I only have yeah. two. You probably have like twenty. <laughs> yeah, well, but stay with me here. So <laughs> every time I leave the house, I wear my t-shirt and I wear my shirts like a uniform, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I have the analytics to show that it is it working. It's working. But I also get into strange conversations with people all the time just because of the T-shirt. So uh, this may sound like a joke when I started off, but it's not a joke. So one day I was walking through the woods with my dog and I came up on and I came up on two ladies. (laughs) One read my shirt and said something to me. I had an astrology shirt on, so what do you think that person said to me? Something about astrology. Yeah, so that conversation uh, led to an astrology conversation. That's why I tell y'all, y'all need to wear y'all, promote y'all stuff every time you leave the house. That uh, conversation led to a Instagram follow. Uh, that Instagram follow led to me uh, watching and you know how I like to stalk people, Claudia. <laughs> and uh, which led to our guest today, Caroline from Love by Carol. How you doing, Caroline? Hello. I loved the story. I loved the buildup. I was actually the friend. I didn't even notice the shirt. 
I'm very like in my own head when I'm hiking. So I'm glad my friend said something and we're here now. (laughs) Well, welcome to I Am Astrology Read. So was you in the story that walked up to him in the woods? Yes. Oh, okay. That's crazy because you're from Atlanta too. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. You know how I tell you. You know how I tell you I walk every day. Well, one of the paths is through the woods. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's how we met. I thought you were going to discover a body or something. Well, that's why I said this may sound like a joke. A living body. It was a living body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and, and one of the reasons that I invited her on the show is because, uh, there's a part of her story that really intrigued me, which we'll get to, but, um, I wanted to find out from you, Caroline. Uh, well, you already said you're from Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah, I can briefly say who I am, what I'm about. I'm Caroline. I have a business called Love by Carol, and I'm a death doula, yoga instructor, and business coach. And I quit my corporate job last year in fall of 2019 to travel and I never thought I would go down the path of entrepreneurship so soon, especially during COVID, but I decided to start a business during a pandemic. I mean, it's the best time, right? Everybody's gotten laid off or something happening. Yeah, and actually the quitting of the corporate job is really the part that intrigued me, uh, why you got, why you did that. But before we get to that, what was a uh, early home life for you like? Yeah, that's a great question. So my parents divorced when I was four and I have three little sisters now. And I would say I was pretty like shy, lonely, definitely wanted connection. My parents were working a lot and struggled with mental illness. So I have like alcoholism, bipolar in my family. And I just have like a really compassionate heart towards all of that. And that's why I like speaking on taboo topics is to normalize like a lot of us go through pain, whether it's sexual abuse, mental illness, like we all have a story that wants to be told. And I think that's really what connects us as human beings. And we can share those intimate moments. I see you excelled in school. Uh, Was that um, your like hideaway or something? Yeah, I was good. I'm great at following directions. So I think it's sometimes bad to be like that. Just do, do, do. So definitely the school system in America was pretty easy for me because I just uh, can memorize things and then forget about it days later. So yeah, school definitely was the indicator of success. I've realized like throughout growing up, like I wasn't great at dancing or even PE or trying out for band. And like the only thing I could do is use my intelligence to get good grades. So that was definitely like an old reliable. Same girl, same. (laughs) Um, did you was your household spiritual no not at all like definitely not really spiritual just very like chaotic um a lot of distractions a lot of tv alcohol substances i would and love you know (laughs) um but yeah not not spiritual all right and you uh studied accounting right Yes, 
So okay. that's my degree. And I did that route for four years. So how do you go from being an accountant to a death doula? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a really interesting path. So I was interested around death after my cousin had a baby that had a heart defect. And eventually Gianna was her name. She passed after a few years, really sad. And our family, it just took a huge toll on our family. And this was back in 2015. So ever since then, I just found myself in conversations about grief, asking coworkers, friends. I just liked talking about it. And I was in Costa Rica this year and I was talking about grief and someone told me about a death doula. So essentially what a death doula is, is it's an emotional and spiritual caretaker to help with the process before the death, like planning a death, legacy work, how do you want the ceremony to be, the hospital room, et cetera. Then you could be there during the active dying stage, helping the family, making sure the wishes are respected. And then the third part of death doula work is the grief work. So that loss after the loved one passes, really supporting the family left behind. All right. Now, did you start there? Where did your journey into spirituality and, and the work that you do, the yoga and all, when did that start? Yeah. So I had a breakup. I dated my high school sweetheart for five years and we ultimately broke up when I was 21. And that just launched me into self-help. And I know so many others have as well. And I just had no meaning of life. I experienced depression for the first time. I found a therapist. I had never read a self-help book in my life. I didn't know what I believed. My boyfriend was atheist. So I was completely lost and shattered and I started my accounting internship that summer and just realized like, is this really all there is to life? Like you work and you hate your job and you get home and you make a drink or smoke a bowl and that's kind of how <laughs> we're passing our days. <laughs> um, I'm definitely- Especially with accounting is just putting numbers in boxes all day. So I can imagine it getting like really repetitive yeah, there is just no meaning behind it. And yeah. I like I like the connection. I like human. Um, and yeah, I just it found it it felt purposeless. But by yeah. the time that I started finding myself and getting into the self-help journey, I was already three years into my college degree. So then I really was like, well, I want to take this to the finish line and I rather just do the corporate path, keep chugging. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew accounting would help me start a business one day. So mm -hmm. I just said like, you know what, fuck it. Like this will take me to Denver. I got my job out in Denver and I thought that was a huge blessing. So yeah. I continued on, but really knew that this was not my path. Carol, literally. Paul, Carol literally just described my life. Literally. <laughs> well, well, like she's my lo she's my long lost twin and she doesn't even know it. I know, yeah, right? Well, you, you, I can I relate did to say. a lot of too. And if she saw and if she saw my chart, she'd be like, okay, that's why. <laughs> well, well she don't she doesn't know astrology. No, I know, I know, but <laughs> Carol, if you if saw she did. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, I did before you stepped in, I did tell her that uh she was in line a couple of months before you. So uh you, you two share some aspects that are 
alike. We should, yeah, no, we share a lot. No, you literally like you, you just described from like from the high school sweetheart to the 21 getting broken up to the three three year into your degree, all of that, all of that. I did all of that, everything, everything. Mm, yeah. The breakdown at 22, which was probably due to your uh, like right before your Jupiter return, same thing. Yeah, everything. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love it. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Now. What part of the self-help did you start first? The yoga or the... Mm. Yeah, so I did a few yoga classes in college, loved having my mat around, but I would say the biggest thing was the books. Like I was so hungry for knowledge, especially not knowing what religion I wanted to be. Like I really just wanted to find an answer. Uh, so that was definitely number one. And then therapy, I just saw so mm-hmm. many benefits from that and realizing what's toxic, what are boundaries, what's addiction. So that really sparked uh, the self-help journey. My, all my bookshelves are like just purely self-help books. My husband gets on to me all the time, like read something for fun. And I'm like, this is fun. I'm working on me. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's hard, but I guess it would, I wouldn't call it fun, but like, this is purposeful. Like this is what yeah. I want to do with my time. Yes. That's Evolution is sexy. That's like the biggest thing. I got in a lot of fights with my family this summer. Cause it's like, if you don't want to evolve, that is so yes. hard for me to watch, but also that's the spiritual journey of we know we're on our own path and we need to let others voluntarily evolve. I like the acronym LOVE, um, let others voluntarily evolve to kind yeah. of like that. Um, did you figure out what you believe? Mm. Yeah, so I'm a big believer in like nature and cycles and really just like the divine pulse of the universe. And like that to me is spirituality, just trusting that everything happens as it needs to. But there's a time for everything. Yeah. Also taking ownership, like trying to recognize my privilege as a white woman and not spiritually bypassing and recognizing that that is a privilege too, to um, mm-hmm. be where I am and making sure that I'm using my voice. Uh, Here you go. Paul's pulling up your chart right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was How does just... it feel to be on a podcast with three astrologers? <laughs> uh, honestly, I love it. I was just gonna, I was just gonna point out to D and uh, Claudia. You heard already, say, you heard her <laughs> say she's trying to figure out what she believes. Yep, yo, I already, you, I, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see yeah. the Saturn in Aquarius mm-hmm. in the ninth house. Yes. Yeah. Uh, would you would you two agree that that speaks to that statement? Yes, yeah, she's trying to find the structure of her ninth house, and it's in Aquarius, being like, but it's different. Kind of- she's unconventional from everybody else. Yeah, so like her her beliefs have to be way different than everybody else's. Yes, uh, would you agree with that, Caroline? Yes, I feel like I'm a contradiction. I like going against the grain with a lot. Yes. Same, girl, same. <laughs> I like that same. Aquarian energy. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, and, and actually, uh, you guys, well, actually, all three of us share some type of energy uh, on yes. this podcast. I was noticing um, that a lot of that when you... Uh, Caroline, your moon sign is Aries. Yes. And D and Claudia 
or Aries rising. Uh, I was noticing that Mars going retrograde, going back and forth over me and Claudia's rising is kind of doing the same thing with her moon to a little bit of a looser conjunction there. Yeah. You, well, yeah. maybe uh, you might want to explain what you mean to that. To <laughs> it's your podcast. I'll let you do it. <laughs> you want to shoot for it? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, with you being, with you being um, a Aries moon, um, Mars is currently in Aries now and it's retrograde and so you have been reviewing going back uh, some things probably emotional ties that you have with friends and alliances and stuff like that mm, yes that resonates a lot <laughs> yeah and, and there could be some tension there a little bit yeah, I feel like I felt this a lot, maybe even a month, two months ago. Right now, it feels more like reviewing family relationships, but mm -hmm. I definitely, yeah, this resonates. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing me and you share in common is our chart order. Uh, I'm a Gemini rising and you're a Gemini rising as well. So our chart order is it the same you also have uh scorpio energy i'm a scorpio moon the, um, you are a your mercury is in sagittarius claudia is a sagittarius moon yep and and d is a gemini moon yeah <laughs> So, no, and, and, and she also has her moon in the 11th where I have all these planets. Um, I have my moon in the 9th house. She has her planets in the 9th house. Like She has planets in the 8th. So do I. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities here. We're not here by coincidence, guys. Right? Yeah. Divine timing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Caroline had to, had to meet me right now because I'm going through the same thing. Dee, <laughs> uh, do you have... Um... Do you have Jupiter in Virgo as well? Uh, cancer. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, so, oh, girl, so, so you're gonna you're gonna have an inheritance one day. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you know, you, you know, Jupiter and Cancer is one of like the most yeah. prominent uh, placements. You 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 can amass a lot of wealth. I keep hearing a lot of. Um... Yeah, that it's a lucky placement financially and being it's in my fourth house. We've had a lot of good luck with uh, houses. So like me and my spouse, we started out totally broke in the depression of 2010. Uh, couldn't pay our rent, lived in a trailer after a while. And uh, not to say like we own a castle now, but like we we've every time we have sold like when we sold the trailer and when we sold our first house we've we've been been able to make out with more than what we paid for it so i'd say we're pretty lucky in that area of life that's amazing so yeah. uh, <laughs> uh that might mean every time you sell a property you will financially gain At, so far that has been that has held true Let's go, Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> Actually, have you thought of, have you thought about uh uh real estate, Caroline? 
Uh, I have. I honestly am the worst driver. I, this is a weird paranoia about real estate, but like the idea of finding a house, like getting there, not knowing where to park and having someone follow behind me, I just can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now, with you, I got, with you having three planets in Scorpio, is it, uh, is, is it, uh, what I'm trying to say? Is it obvious to Claudia and D? is it obvious to you guys of her being an accountant? Of her an being accountant? an accountant? Yes. Yeah. Especially in the sixth house. Absolutely. Yes. She yeah, likes I guess numbers that... and those numbers have to be like lined up. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would associate that more with sixth house energy than Scorpio energy, but I can see how both of those being in the same place for her uh, helped enable that for her to go to school th for that and be really good at it. Yeah. Uh, well, Scorpio, other people's money. Yeah, and they, yeah, that's oh, okay, yeah. Scorpio yeah. loves people's money, yeah. And and the detective. Yes. Yep. So, uh, we when you were doing your accounting. Was you uh, pretty anal about it? Yes. I had a boss tell me you need to start doing C-level work, not A-level work. Basically, Ooh. like, just do passing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm very OCD about numbers. Yeah. And, and probably your work ethic um, is probably hard, hard for people to keep up with you. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. But honestly, I don't like working all the time. I'm a projector in human design. So they say like four hours max a day. So I like working when mm. I'm excited about it. But I'm really not like I can't work all of the time. Okay. That's not what I mean. <laughs> that's not what I mean, though. So you're a yoga instructor, right? Yes. Could how, If you went all out, how many people could keep up with you? Hmm. Yeah, I guess not many. I know a lot of people say like I show up pretty consistently on social media. And for me, it's like fun and playful. So I, I do don't see it as work. That. No. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean by extreme. When you when you like your yoga class, if somebody if you went all out and did your yoga and somebody was next to you and tried to stay and do everything that you did. They would sit down before you would. Probably. <laughs> you probably don't notice that, but notice it next time. Um, so what type of yoga do you teach? Yeah, I teach yin yoga. It's like the chillest type. So essentially you hold poses for five minutes. So maybe like a butterfly stretch, like gym class or legs open like a V stretch. So it's really to kind of relax the nervous system and drop into the body and cultivate quiet space for an hour what, what's the what what's the difference between that yoga and so i only yoga i've done is i did p90x one time and they have a <laughs> yoga day that's not yoga <laughs> and that's the only yoga hey and let me tell you something that's extreme yoga <laughs> listen listen out of all the exercises on p90x yoga was the one exercise that I sweated the most on and I tell mm -hmm. people all the time hey yoga is not hard. what you think it's 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 not that easy mm -mm. 
It's super hard. Yeah, probably so, the opposite of P90X. <laughs> so what's the, what do you think the difference of that yoga that I was doing on P90 and your type of yoga? Yeah, essentially that is just a much faster pace. So you're constantly moving from pose to pose and the goal is more to be in the body and have a better workout. So, and just strengthen the body. So the yin yoga is really more about relaxing and I call it glorified stretching. Mm. Yeah. I like that glorified stretching. Do you, I, are you into yoga? A, oh, sorry. I, no, I was asking you, are you into yoga? Oh, me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done yoga. I've been pretty uh, consistent with my yoga practice since about 2012. Uh, that's when I really, really got into it. And I've done what she's talking about, the yin yoga before. Uh, I was going to a studio who offered like different types of classes. And that was just one of the classes that I happened to show up to. Uh, and they told me that I was I was stretching too much. Like, uh, I wasn't relaxed enough. <laughs> like, the teacher came over and, like, patted me on the back and was like, just let it go. And, like, just fall into the stretch. Like, it's like you're, like, almost asleep in each pose. Is that a good explanation? Yeah. Yes, you're an overachiever, D. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd say a four out of 10 on the sensation scale is what you should feel. So it's just like a nice, yummy stretch, nothing too hard because you are yeah. holding it for a few minutes. So you don't want to constantly be moving. Yeah. Really happen. And I think that, like, that was the first time I had taken a yin yoga class. So I was used to the other type where, like, you're reaching for the set stretch and they're like, no, just let it go. <laughs> I'm not used to this. But it, it was really helpful. It really, like, I don't know, it gets you to, like, focus on your breathing and, like, where in your body you're feeling the hurt or the, the uncomfortableness. Uh, it was really cool. I liked it. Uh, well, guess what, D? You're in luck. <laughs> guess why why <laughs> what are you doing tonight Kara? yeah right uh so every week i host virtual yin yoga so oh, you do you yes. do yes i record oh. it too uh but it's donation based and awesome. it's 9 p.m eastern typically every wednesday night so if you follow me on instagram i update the schedule there all right i need to follow you on instagram and because i've been meaning to get back right, to yoga, yoga class no, you can do it in bed. I actually, so that's how my business was started. I started offering free yoga and the first class was uh, bedtime with Caro. So we did it from our beds, which was really fun. So oh yeah, gosh, this, is my favorite person. this is my favorite person ever, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I told you, 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 you two probably going to have a lot in common. I get to work out in my bed. That's all I've ever wanted in my life. I know, right? <laughs> Coming from a Pisces. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all of my planets oppose her. Well, my sun and moon oppose hers. Yeah. Uh, Our laziness is showing. Uh, so I see you are into taboo. Yes. What, what do you mean by what what do you mean by taboo? Yeah, so taboos are just topics that deviate from social norms. And so, you know, on dates, they're like, don't talk about money, don't talk about politics. Basically, anything that's not dinner table conversation, I would say, mm -hmm. is a taboo. Mm. That's quite the Scorpio answer, by the way, the taboo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well, we, we, when 
talking about this show uh, and looking at Scorpio energy and we were trying to figure out the taboo stuff. We, our minds kind of ran wild. <laughs> I'm excited for any well, 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 Scorp- Too wild because it's Scorpio season. Too Scorpio, wild. Scorpio <laughs> topics are death, taxes. Death not as in uh, dead, six feet underground, but death as in transformation. Mm. Uh, taxes, sex, and other people's money. And so uh, you kind of covering a lot of that gambit. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. She's, she's been textbook Scorpio up until this point. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then if you look at, you know, Pluto being in your sixth house of transformation uh, and work and stuff like that, you totally, you quit with sitting there with Mars there. You quit your job and totally transformed uh, what you were doing. Yes. Uh, how did that sit with uh, your peers and family? Mm. Yeah, uh, I think it kind of triggers my family sometimes. They don't really get it. Uh, it can <laughs> come off as like attacking them, but they're pretty open-minded. Uh, I share a lot with all of them. And with my peers, they like it. So I started doing Taboo Thursday on my Instagram stories this summer. It just came to me. I was like, oh, that would be fun to kind of showcase different taboo topics. And I haven't stopped. And now we're in October. So everyone everyone seems to enjoy it. But I definitely kind of know that maybe it's a little weird for people to see. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm kind of interested. Uh, what, what kind of like just one example of what you would put on a Taboo Thursday yeah. Like, is it like on your story or just like on well, your? Wait, that's tomorrow, right? Thursday. Yeah. So what's tomorrow's story? If you. Uh, I honestly, so I save down Instagram posts throughout the week, and then I just share anything. So like, it's not always just about sex on a Thursday. It'll be anything taboo related. So oh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I really like sharing just about like finance tips or like sex toys. I have a lot of interesting friends. Like one thing that a friend shared last week was deep throating for clearing your throat chakra, which I have. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that one in mind <laughs> for which the next I, life. <laughs> she, her name's Aubrey Rose. And I don't think she's, she's a Virgo. But um, yeah, she posted this whole like story series on deep throating for the throat chakra. And someone asked me if I had any more information. I was like, honestly, I've never heard about this topic, but like talk to Aubrey. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my my cousin does, my my cousin does a feel good Fridays uh, and she'll do literally just that. She'll just put all these posts that make you feel really good and happy on Fridays. It's pretty cool. I like it. I love that. uh, Caroline, since you brought it up. Um, oh, I have a question for you. Ask away. Uh, you have three planets in Scorpio. You also have two planets in the Scorpio house, the eighth house. And one of the topics that comes with that is sex. And me and Claudio was reading your profile and all that stuff. And we were wondering. I love how he blames me. <laughs> no, I I, I I put it on me. I brought it up. And, yeah, I know, I know. And, and with your Mercury being in the seventh house of relationships and having all that Scorpio energy, I, 
I said, I wonder if she is an, an extremely sexual person. And then Claudia said, I don't think so. She might be approved. I'll be honest. And, I'll and be honest. I said, I and then I said, well, what Mercury being in seventh house, maybe she's approved, but in inside relationships, she she may be into tantra. Yes. So, can you? Uh, you might be after this conversation. Can you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking, but are you approved or are you into? Well, I, I I I think what Paul wants to know here is if you're the the if you're the type of if you're like the textbook Scorpio that's like you know most Scorpios are really known or viewed as like super incredibly sexual creatures, you know. Um, but because you have it, like you have all these planets in the sixth house and Virgo, which is like the sixth house is usually rules Virgo. Virgo's the, the virgin. virgin. So the virgin tends to be really prudish. So I think he wants to figure out, like, how do you put like Scorpio energy in a really prudish sort of uh, uh, pl placement or whatever? And so that's really the, the big question here. It's like, how do these two combine? Like, does it like... Does that energy play out only when you're in a relationship or like, are you like more of like a, a super respectful and kind of like a, a very like private Scorpio, you know, that like uh, will only, you know, like engage on one on one or if you're just kind of like. What did little John like, say? I want a uh, yeah. woman in a book, but a freak in a bed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, like, like in the sheets. Yeah. Or, or like or if you actually or in the past, if, if you ever did have that Scorpionic energy where you kind of just you know, like went all crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, these are great questions. So I would definitely say I have like a high sex drive for sure. And I'm not really approved, but um, I'm trying but to not with just, but not with just everyone, right? Yeah, I'm very picky. Like I won't just sleep with anybody. Like I definitely there you go. That, there you go. That's the that's the that's the 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 sixth house energy. Cause cause most Scorpios, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to generalize this, but but Scorpio energy really is does have a high sex drive. But depending on where you place it, like they could either you know kind of share that 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 drive with everyone they meet or anyone, or just you know reserve it for that like very special person. Yeah, no, it's definitely an attraction thing. And I have nothing against a one night stand. I'm usually just in a mood. Like if I'm traveling, I'm like, oh, I'm in a mood to sleep with someone tonight. And then sometimes it'll happen. Um, but yeah, I'm very picky. I've only had really like three boyfriends and I'm almost 29. So I'm pretty oh, selective. Wow. Do you have something oh, wow. against relationships? How, how, do you, how do you feel about relationships? I love relationships. I kind of uh, idolize them too much. I'm definitely the kind of person who's like, once I find this guy, then my life will be great. And people get upset for me <laughs> about that. But yeah, I love relationships. I think that's one of the most satisfying things. And I definitely want to have a family. And I think that's caused a lot of depression for me, like being in that weird place of not really knowing what my career was going to be and then wanting to build a family. So I think the 20s have been kind of a distressing decade, but in a good way. Uh, I always just wanted to be older and have have kids. Well, uh, well, okay. So what I find interesting is that um, now in 2021, you know, Saturn is going to, you're going to go through your Saturn return 
um, literally, well, well you kind of got a glimpse of it from April to like July of what life could be like in 2021. But but the ruler of the ninth house, well, the, typically the ruler of the ninth house would be Jupiter, right? Which is in your fourth house, which deals with your family. So there's a really high chance that what 2021 could bring you or like the next couple of years is somebody that comes into your life that might challenge your views or might be super, super different than anything you ever thought about. And then they like come with that idea of family, you know? So, mm. so there is that potential of settling down for sure, especially after 2021. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Or, or you could end up with someone who is foreign. That's yeah. so funny you say that because I'm obsessed with foreigners. Like, there you my, go. My ex is from Israel and I like literally love him so much. So <laughs> I love foreign people. I always <laughs> say I want, I want that dual passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, your house, your seventh house of relationships is Sagittarius. Sagittarius uh-huh. is ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter, uh, Sagittarius and Jupiter, or Sagittarius uh, loves travel for, to foreign lands, philosophy, higher learning, that type of stuff. So remember, I, I texted you and I said, hey, you're a Scorpio, but you think like a Sagittarius? Well, yes. That's where all the traveling comes from. That's and, so cool. And the pioneering aspect that you show uh that warrior spirit comes from your moon. Mm. Uh you are being an Aries moon. Uh gives you the confidence and the guts to go on out there where others may weather at the vine (laughs) interesting yeah i do feel like i have a lot of confidence in that regard i struggle a lot with like worthiness like feeling worthy and feeling left behind and but with confidence like posting on social media self-promoting like it's pretty easy for me that's interesting the the she's got that she's got a venus moon opposition yes in yes. the faith so yeah that worthiness that word that you just use like goes so well with that placement wow well which leads me to this question you you had a accountant job for a big four right mm-hmm. is it safe to say that you are making less now than you did with that oh yeah 100 percent. like i just hit 10k with my business for revenue but yeah, with profit, I've made maybe a few grand this year. And then I do freelancing as well. But traveling, I was on kind of a shoestring budget. So I had to kind of flip the script from making mm-hmm. a lot in corporate and then not really caring at all about money. But then mm-hmm. on the other side, starting a business, like you you do need to make money and support yourself. So that's definitely kind of been a challenge that I've worked through. Uh, that's what I was. That's what I was about to say. Ask you, uh, where are you at with that? Mm-hmm. So basically, wait, 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 wait. Before you answer that, Claudia, that probably would be would be the Moon Venus opposition. That what? I'm sorry. Uh, maybe. Uh, matter matter of fact, D too. Uh, would you say that is the Moon, um, the Moon Venus opposition? I, I think it, I think it could be, but I would I would I, I I would think about it a little bit more like with love really like like in terms of like her love life and stuff like that. 
as well. <clears throat> but it's T squaring. You look at it. It has the T square going to the eighth from the moon to the the eighth, which which where is the release of a T square? Yeah. So, uh, how the this is uh, friends humanitarian efforts, Caroline Eleventh. This is uh, kids, hobbies, short love relationships, and creativity. This is uh, pretty much your corporate job. Mm. Yep. And the release of all of that would be second house worthiness value and security yeah so you are having to find a balance between this this is a a tug of war here and you having tension here and here and basically the release of that is here what does that mean how are you dealing with making less money I really don't mind it at all. I think it's just making sure that I'm making enough money to support myself. Um, so what I've done is I just create like a monthly budget and figure out what are my baseline expenses like rent, food, and making sure my freelance job can cover that. And then calling in like I'd love to make five grand a month just to make sure I'm investing and donating and doing all the fun stuff. So just really being clear with the numbers and having QuickBooks with the business, I think is an important place to start for me. I have a, I have, a, I think I have an, I think I have an answer to this, uh, Paul. So, um, back in 2018, May, 2018, uh, Uranus, which is the planet that, fr- uh, shakes things up and, and, and makes us kind of like, it, it, it's that, 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 that tornado that just, went all over your like front lawn type of thing you know it, it went it, it went from transiting your 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 moon which was it was transiting it for for seven years for a really long time so you probably had a lot of different changes with your friends or like with with groups of people or organizations but in 2018 when it went over to to taurus it it, it just struck into like the section of your chart that deals with spirituality but taurus rules the second house so that those feelings of like worthiness or whatever i think i think i'm not sure you could tell me if this is right or wrong i think that probably you've had to work on that through your your finding like spirituality or you finding you know like you mentioned earlier that you you feel like the universe is 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 like you know you believe in the pulse of the universe and in nature and and that's what you love right so at some point after 2018 you must have come into some a, a little bit more of a clear understanding um with with the whole th- like the whole you know feelings of worthiness or whatever but that connection of like you know you know going out and like being in nature or, or, or finding the 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 spiritual the spirituality within you probably has helped that a lot am, am i right or am i like not quite there yet <laughs> No, you are like definitely 2018. A lot of things were shaken up for me. Like I took a sober sabbatical and found a counselor and found kind of my last job in accounting. But I feel like worthiness has come up for the business. Like it came up when I had a business coach say, okay, 
how are you going to map out a hundred K year? And I was like, I don't want to make a hundred K. But then as you do the numbers, like what your business is making is not your owner's paycheck. So kind of like figuring out how small business works and how it can support myself and being comfortable with charging prices. Oh, that, that, that's definitely been one of my knowing the value of the service that you're offering yes and feeling like i have zero value to offer sometimes like it's hard to define in monetary terms for me um like thinking about it well you speak yeah, to the you speaking to a, the choir because uh how do you set a price for a dream interpretation how do you set a price for an astrology reading you know yeah how do you how do you set a price for something that comes from spirit (laughs) definitely and and when it's something you enjoy doing anyway yeah yeah i think pricing it based off the transformation but i do think it's harder in the middle of a pandemic for me i know for me it's like pricing things out and thinking about how would people pay for this and who will pay for it and all of those questions so it's a really interesting lesson um are you going to not be able to travel as much? Yeah, so I moved to Las Vegas this month and I would love to always have an apartment here and just use this as my hub, but I kind of planned on no more international travels as long as COVID is happening, but I really wanted to live in Amsterdam this summer, so like like I really I'd love to go back there whenever I can. Wow, uh, the land of ma- taboos. How many? How many drugs. places? How many uh, places have you been? I've been. I think it's seven countries, but I'm not really like a country counter. Like I don't really care. I like dropping into a place, like staying there for a few weeks, staying at hostels, having conversations at dinner tables. <laughs> so, hey, uh, oh, by the way, um, she did a lot of this alone. Yes. Yeah, so. she's a solo traveler. You um talk about a, Aries Moon. That's amazing. That's amazing though. That's amazing. And you know what? I actually know a girl on Instagram that has monetized um her lifestyle, her solo traveling lifestyle. Her 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 account is called My Life is a Travel Movie, I believe. And oh. she just did it one day. She she quit her corporate job. She's like, I want to travel. This is what I love, you know. Pretty sure she's a Sag. Um and now she has a blog and she just she travels all over the world solo as a female to prove that you know there are certain like she she does talk about you know taking precautions stuff like that but but she her thing is like look i'm proving that like as a woman i could still travel alone and like it's not that like big and scary type of thing you know like there's safety measures that you can take so wonderful (laughs) girl I love it. I love solo yeah. travel and like I went to Mexico and felt really safe there and a lot of people were worried. So kind of doing the thing anyway <laughs> is important. Wait, you went to Mexico doing the whole cartel thing? Yeah, I went last <laughs> year. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. Mexico they, always has a cartel. <laughs> they respect tourism there a lot, so they don't really mess up with anyone um it, it was really safe place uh i wanted to show uh i wanted to bring this up the day you quit you quit on september 4th right 
Yes, that was my last day. All right. Now, uh, do y'all does anything stand out to you guys on this chart? This is the transit of uh, the day she quit. Anything standing out to you guys? Well, her, I mean, Jupiter was right on top of her Mercury. In the seventh. All right. right? Yeah. Yeah, in the seventh. Um, Saturn was right on top of uh, Uranus. Right on top. Right on top. <laughs> she was like, I've had it. Did you quit because like your boss said something to you? <laughs> Um, basically I was trying to transfer departments and then I kind of ultimately got like pushed out of accounting. So it was kind of like a build up over the summer. So watch this. You quit and then you went and traveled, right? Yes. I took so, a plane like the next day. Yeah. So look, she has, a, they had a stallion on, over in Virgo that day oh, on Jupiter, over to Jupiter, her natal jupiter mm-hmm. and 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 mercury her mercury's in sagittarius right and and what what is sagittarius long distance travel Freedom. yeah but long distance travel right mm-hmm. and that day she quit her job and matter of fact look at where the moon is right on top of her sun and which is right there with Mars and Pluto. Yeah, so you, you just you just got up and you left. You're like, I'm done here. What am I even doing? Uh, this is stupid. Let's go. Next. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she went on a long distance dirt journey. That's crazy. Amazing. Now, now watch this. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. No. Remember I asked you, hey, what, what day did you decide? Yeah, August 21st, I declined. I got another offer at my company in another department, and I uh, ended up declining it on this day. Yeah. So check out where the moon is in the 12th house. On the day, on the day she decided. Look, uh, Mars... Mars was uh by her Jupiter uh conjuncted her natal Jupiter and uh squaring her natal Mar uh Mercury. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And this was this was the day that this was wait, this was before this she the, quit. before she quit. Got it. The day she and I didn't show you this, but if you look at uh, Perfection's year, right? Um, from the ascendant, from the ascendant, she was on a Mercury year. But if you uh, look at Perfections from the set, set light, she's a night birth. So that'd be the moon, right? Mm-hmm. When she quit, she was on a moon year, right? And the day she, when she decided to quit, look at month she was in. She was in, uh, in Aries, Mars. Mars. And where is Mars in her chart? In the sixth daily job. And so when the moon was opposite her stuff in the sixth house, she said, 
What, what did quit. you say? What did you say? Uh, the twelfth house is endings. She's yeah. like, I'm done with it. I'm done with <laughs> this. And it took another couple of weeks until for it to manifest. Yeah, for her to pull the trigger. Now, uh, you asked me a question, Caroline. He was like, "Wow, uh, uh, how'd you pick that date?" Well, uh, let me show you something. You see that date right there? Yes. It, what sign do you see? Aries, right? Aries ruled by Mars, rules Mars, okay? Mars in your sixth house of daily work and routine. Hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it was crazy how you predicted the quit yeah. date. Yeah, so on that day, you decided I'm done with this, and then the moon kept moving around. And then when it got to uh, when it got to your sixth house, wait, hold up. Mm-hmm. When it finally got to the sixth house, you said, "I'm done." And wow. then, and then on the next day, boom! It it be, it was conjunct Jupiter and Mercury, and you took off on a long trip. Mm-hmm. And it's square her fourth. So she left home and went on a trip. Long trip. (laughs) Y'all see how I'm I'm putting that together? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it. You see that, D? All right. Uh, What do you think about that, Caroline? Yeah, I believe it's all set up in the stars. I think it's cool that it all makes sense. Uh, All right. Well, that was the little fun I wanted to have today. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He's he's been waiting for that. Yeah, I've been waiting for that. Um, So basically what I was showing you, Caroline, is it was pretty much about time for you to say I'm done and make a complete transformation. Mm. Not to mention that you have it in you to be a boss, girl. Like, you have it in you to be a boss. Don't ever forget that. It's right there in your chart. Yeah, you. she just has to make amends with this. Yeah, and, and she and she also has to, uh, you know, understand that, like, you, you require freedom in your life. Like, a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of freedom, right? So, like, it's going to be hard to go back to, like, somebody telling you what to do. Yes. But, but... <laughs> In all actuality, uh, you see this north north node is kind of like uh, yeah we have the same north node her and I I yeah. have to make peace with that too <laughs> yeah yeah but but you need to do something and I was about to ask her if if she sees it now even though you are uh, working for yourself doing your own thing do you see that you still need to bring some of that corporate structure and bring it into your business, your your own business? Hmm. Yeah, I think I struggle with spreading myself too thin. And then if I have nothing on the calendar, not getting anything done. So it helps me to have like a lot of appointments, even if it's just with myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know if that answered your question. Uh, I actually do the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I 
the calendar and it has nothing in it that I freak out but like I'll just put red things in it I'm like okay at least I'm getting something done yes <laughs> I love that okay let me uh, restructure the question let me ask you this uh, how do you feel about success hmm yeah I think it's hard for me because like I quantify success by the quality of my relationships and so I think it's hard sometimes running a business because I'm not really motivated by money besides to survive so definitely like believing I'm worthy of a successful life um is something I still am working on what, what would success be to you mm, uh, success I just think like when you can go to bed at the end of the night and just say you have a good day and not being free of anxiety and worry and leaving behind a legacy, something where you're helping serve and love on people. Like that's definitely what I want the focus of my business to be. Mm. I love that answer. But I've been I've been having I've been having to reconcile my issues with success too. Because for me, like for a really long time, I felt like success was measured by how much money I had in my account or, you know, by how great I was doing at my corporate job or whatever, you know, and you sometimes you got to flip it because money, you can't take that to the grave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you really can't. You can only take, you know, what you've done, like, or what, what, what you've accomplished or what you feel like what has made you feel super fulfilled and, and, and purposeful. Really? Wait, success is not bank account? Nope. And you the like <laughs> my my inner child used to think that success, you know, was based off of like money, but as as I get older and and I realize that you can always get a material object, you know, like you can and 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 once you get it, it's like okay, I have it now. What you know, like the novelty of it runs away, like like wears off, and then you're like, whatever, like this is stupid, you know. Definitely, we keep like we can keep reaching and reaching forever. And yeah, just, yeah, you can keep. And then what I've realized also, or rather, what 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 I'm what I'm learning right now is that um, once I no longer want that that thing, it just poof immediately comes to me. I'm like, wow, but like I had to get to the point that I didn't want it anymore, you know, and then here it is like parked in my driveway. Yes, the detachment. Yeah, it really is. It's it's hard and it's it's not easy, but uh, but it's it's all a learning process. But actually, I have a question for you because um, I, I, I know that you're a death doula and I'm not sure if, if we spoke about this already, but. Is there like something specific that um that is required to to carry like a title like that, or is there like a I don't know something that 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 you need in order to to perform something? I mean, I'm not quite sure how it works really. Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a few programs online. I did mine through Anelda, which is a nonprofit, and they only started five years ago, back in 2015. But essentially, mm -hmm. it was like a month-long course on Zoom, and typically, it's a live class, and you would meet multiple times a week and do like visualization exercises, self-care, learn about the signs of dying, and then you can go on and get certified and have a certain numbers of hours in hospice if you'd like. But with COVID, a lot of people have had trouble with that because you can't get into hospice. 
I'm not a huge fan of certifications. Like I don't really care about them. So for me, I'm not pursuing right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty accessible. I do have a feeling that as it gets more popular, it might become more regulated, but you're not a medical professional. So you just have to be clear with your client that you're more there as an emotional so spiritual supervisor. Right. So, so that was that was my my question. I think I, I probably like didn't word that correctly. My Mercury doesn't Mercury retrograde right now is kicking my ass. But so yeah. So so you're the process is basically like you're you're helping someone, right? Like you're kind of helping them let go. Like like in the final days. Are you, are you there when they take their last breath? Yeah. So like you can focus on whatever whatever area you want. For me, like right now, I don't want to be with someone on their last breath. I focus on grief, but there are plenty of doulas who are there to plan and then be there with them on their last days and be with the family. It's essentially like a psychedelic trip. Like you help like set the set and setting. Like do people need wow. to stay here before entering the room? What music is playing? Is there incense? Are there candles? Are there blankets? So you're really just like, setting up the space and making it a beautiful ritual that's what your client wanted that's that's listen let me tell you something that's amazing um i spoke to my mom a couple of months ago uh, about this because um i don't know if you've if you've heard of this pod uh it's, it's like a visual podcast it's on netflix called the uh, the midnight gospel yes i've seen that <laughs> yay okay great so you already know did you watch all, all of it in its entirety I honestly didn't love it, but I watched the first and the last episodes. The last episode is gold. It's key. Um, and it has a lot to do with death. He speaks about death a lot. And, and and I think part of the reason why he even wrote the show was because he was having a really hard time reconciling with like the death. His mom had cancer and she was going to die. And it was really hard. And um, and he, he goes he goes really hard on, on how um, the death industry is like a thing now. Because, you know, back in the day, um, people would die on their beds regularly, you know, like like and it would take the it would be like a three day thing. Um, the whole family would come to visit you like and, 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 you know, after the body, you know, would, after you were dead, like like they would still maintain you on the bed and, and, and they would mourn over your body. And it wasn't like they would get your body, put it in a casket and take you to the funeral home. No, everything was done sort of like in this ceremonial type of way, like in your own home. Um, and, and part of, and the whole, why I mentioned midnight gospel is because he, he kind of, you know, he, he brings up the topic as how like we've lost that. We've lost that touch of like when somebody dies, it's kind of like, okay, put them in a box, ship them off. You know, like you don't, you don't do that whole ritual of like, you know, cleaning the home and, and, and having the family and making sure that everything has kind of like like left with the soul you know with the spirit and um and i found that so um i i found so much depth in it and i spoke to my mom about it because she she also reminded me she's like yeah like that used to happen a lot now you just you go to a funeral home and then you go to the cemetery and that's it but are you thinking about then, doing it yeah <laughs> I are you thinking yeah. about are you thinking about being a death doula <laughs> well as a pisces the topic of death, I'm not going to lie, fascinates me. And I, and I could say that ever since I was a child, I've been thinking about death, not in a morbid sort of way or like, oh, I, I want to die or anything like that. But it's it's so it's as important as as giving as, as when you're when you when you're born. When my dad died, I was talking to the funeral director 
uh, she well, she her family owned the uh, cemetery. She was a Pisces. I I actually thought of of owning a, a cemetery once or like a funeral home. The funeral home maybe not so much anymore. But to me, like I, I realize that we don't give death that importance anymore. Or I don't know if, if as a society or as or as a hu- human kind, whatever we ever did. I think maybe like back in the day we did. But now somebody dies and you're just like you mourn for you know a day or two and then you just put it you you write an instagram post about it and then you just put it in the back of your mind and you just go on with your life and you forget that you have to go through a process you have to grieve you have to you know like it's 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 a whole process just like when a kid is born like you, it's not like you know like i mean well we do take the kid home right away but still like i don't know i guess we've lost touch with like a lot of ceremonial rituals especially around the topic of death do you get to talk to the person that's dying Yeah, so as a death doula, you are contacting your client and their family. And I asked about that. How does it work to get hired? Is it the person who's dying reaches out or their family member? And usually it's both. But I do think kind of going back to what Claudia was saying with death, we avoid it. Even the term YOLO, you only live once. It's like we just don't want to think about it. And a huge thing with reconciling death is creating your own meaning. So creating the show a midnight gospel that's creating meaning for him. So I think that's really important to know. It takes work to grieve and it's a process and there are no timelines. And the five stages of grief are actually for the people dying. It was not for the people left behind. So it's not like you have five steps. People always say that like, oh, it's denial, anger, bargaining. <laughs> what, are, what are the other two? Um, so denial, anger, bargaining, maybe acceptance is the last one. Yeah, I forget the fifth. Um, but people. No, I think I think acceptance is the fifth, right? There's one before acceptance. So, yeah, maybe. Dep- uh, all right. So uh, I I heard of uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I heard an interview of this lady, and she wrote a book, and um, I wonder if you. The book was um, five or ten wishes of the dead, uh, of the dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, regrets. Regrets. It might be regrets or wishes. And um, do you do you ask any of those, your clients, that? Yeah, so I typically work with people grieving. So I go on guidance support calls for that. So it's usually people have a lot of guilt with their family members who have passed away, but I'm not talking to someone who is about to die. No, oh, that's I, that's what I was wondering if you would talk to any people that's about to die. No, I haven't yet uh, because I just got trained in April. So I would like to start out focusing on grief. And then if I could get into active dying, that would be great. I just feel like the world's depressing enough right now that I don't know if I can handle more. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so so you 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 awesome. don't really you don't want to be in a room when they uh, actually take any last breath. I don't right now, but I usually change my mind quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I'm also not a medical person. Like I get really freaked out by medical stuff and things being weird. So I feel like I would just not really like it. <laughs> mm. 
do you have a strong intuition? I think it's getting louder, but I feel like a lot of, I, yeah, I, I don't always feel it. Oh, all right. All right. Definitely. Oh, but, sure. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what? I, I think, um, I, I I don't know if you based on her on her chart pause because she has her personal planets in the six, but the twelve is like the opposing, right? So the twelve would be death, mm. right? Yeah. You see that, Paul? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I I would I would think like I I I know you're a Scorpio and Scorpio is yeah I know all about like death or whatever, but um in the twelve house like you deal with endings and you deal with death a lot, so. I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense that you chose to become a death doula. That's yeah. really cool. So, um, what what do you have going on? What do you have coming up? What do you? I mean, do you? What do you want to talk to us about? Is there anything mm-hmm. you want to present to us? Hmm. I guess like, how do you get started in astrology? I'm sure this could be another podcast episode, but. <laughs> How do you kind of move on from just knowing your sun, moon, rising, and how do you dive deeper into this work? You wanna you wanna answer that, Paul? Or you want me to answer? Do it? yourself a favor. Find another avenue. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not, because uh, <laughs> man, this is a rabbit hole. Uh, I I will say this. Um, I I got into astrology because, like like you mentioned your story, um, at 21 I got out of a five year relationship that I thought was my entire life. Um, my whole life was planned out for me. It was like you know I had I had that that path set up by my family, my parents, and um, at 21 you know like my life really changed. That that relationship changed me. Um, and it was the first time that I could actually say like, oh, wow, you know, like I'm on my own. Who am I now? Right. And somebody actually um, introduced me to astrology. Like they talked to me about the moon, moon signs and stuff like that. And then they're like, oh, you never read your chart. And I was like, no, I, I haven't. And so they pulled it up for me. And Cafe Astrology had like a 17 page dissertation. And I was lost. Like I didn't know like who I was. Right. So. I, I just read that 17 pages and I was like, this is impossible that 17 pages could denote me like this better than my mother can, you know? And after that, I just went really, really into research, like nonstop research. And to a certain extent, I feel like astrologers like kind of get to a point where they want to disprove like the science behind it, that they're like, no, like this can't be it, you know? So I've had moments where I'm like, this isn't real. Like, there's no way. But time and time again, it just, it shows me that, like, it is <laughs> to the T. It's crazy. That's so cool. How about you, D? What would, uh, you got any uh, recommendations for Caroline? Do you, you think she should get into astrology? <laughs> uh, I think everyone should be into astrology. <laughs> uh, I think people should at least know their own chart. Uh, I, I found that it's helped me a lot to know my own chart and like, oh, that's why I do this or, oh, that's why I do that. And and even comparing my chart to my spouse's like sinistry stuff, uh, 
like it helps me understand him more like oh well his venus is here and mine is he has a he has a fire sign venus i have a capricorn venus so it's like hot and cold you know like this is the way his love language is this is my love language and uh, stuff like that it's just like little things i think everybody should know at least their own chart and if you have a spouse and or and or children like i think it's helpful to know theirs too because uh, I can't tell you how many times astrology has helped me, like, especially with my older child, she has a lot of air. So I have to explain the reason why for everything, like kids need to know why, but she is like, I need a lot. I need logic. I need reason. Why do we have to do this? Why can't we do that? Oh, okay. I get it. So yeah, that's how astrology has helped me. Is that the question? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well. Uh, did you start on cafe astrology? Sorry, I've got my toddler, and I'm trying no to. I'm no trying problem. to. I'm trying to let your podcast not have baby noises in the background. Did, what did you ask me? Did you start on cafe astrology? No, uh, I started with that. The only astrology book you'll ever need. Um, and I guess from there, I don't, I don't think it was Cafe Astrology, but it was one of those where you could get your free chart. Um, I don't remember which one it was. I just know it wasn't Cafe Astrology because I didn't come upon that until much later. All right. Uh, I will just tell you this. It's a it's a onion. It's an onion. Layers and layers. And once you start peeling back uh, the layers... You just keep going. It's the never ending. So is is astrology a good topic for you to get into? Yes, because, you know, you should, um, everybody, like D just said, everybody should know thyself. Uh, That's why I ended with, in all my posts and stuff with know thyself. But uh, should you learn it enough to start, doing readings for other people uh man i don't know you, you all you already have a lot on your plate that you are studying uh but it's a a never-ending uh journey uh so i advise you to look at look up all your stuff it's just i'm just warning you that uh it's a rabbit hole (laughs) yes i love that and do you guys have a prediction for 2021 like what's that year looking like for everyone or is there a word well uh well if you ask me um what's been going on with the whole um there's a big conjunction going on right now. Uh, a lot of planets have been retrograde and especially the, the planets that have been in Capricorn, uh, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, have all been in Capricorn retrograde for a while. And if you look at Capricorn, Capricorn's government, its structure, it's, um, you know, old guard, old structure. Yeah. And and if you, with Pluto, Pluto is transformation, deep transformation. And uh, it's the Phoenix, 
rising out of the ashes. And unfortunately, sometimes things get some, rebuilt. Sometimes things have to totally break down before they uh, be get rebuilt. And if you look at what's going on right now, uh, do you say? Would you say? all the traditional stuff is being broken down right now? Well, Astro Lada said it. She said, like, we've had, like, 200-something years of, like, planets in, uh, like, the cycle of Earth signs and stuff like that. So now we're going into the air sign cycles. Yeah. Which is going to bring a lot of changes. The changing of the guard is, like, the best way to put it, really, is, like, the old structure has to come Mm -hmm. down first before Mm -hmm. we're building Mm -hmm. the new one. Yeah. Uh, do you see that on the horizon, Caroline? Yeah. yeah, I see a lot of things mm-hmm. changing, a lot of topics being discussed that weren't before. So, I do. I feel like we're building a better world, but it, it's still hard to watch everything get burned down and the pain being experienced. Well, uh, you you already went through it. Mm. what you went through is pretty much what everybody's going through a total you know you you totally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you had to quit and walk away to become who you are today yeah and that's i think that's a, a benefit for you that you had the the choice to quit and walk away where a lot of people are being you know, laid off, like forced quit. Like you have to figure out what you're going to do now. Like you have all this free time and, uh, you know, you're getting your COVID check. So you might as well do something with it, build something with it, or, you know, you gotta, you gotta make money somehow either go back to the corporate job world or, you know, but I, your I feel like COVID, I feel like COVID was like a, a blessing for a lot of people because I've spoken to a lot of people that have been like, yeah, like, yeah, my I got laid off. But honestly, I wasn't really happy. And I was already thinking of this or of that. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to a lot of people that were so tired of having to go to work every day. And then they're like, well, I'm so happy being at home now, yeah. <laughs> you know, like working from home, you know, so people, well, well the, the people who are really tied to structure are having yeah, a rough they're time. Have a harder time than both. And 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 the and the people who are looking at this as a chance to uh transform and do something different and all of that, they they're probably striving, striving, uh and doing better with this time. Now your question is what do I see for twenty twenty one? Uh you should see some of this pressure and stuff uh start to lighten up when does when does uh saturn get into uh uh it's in november uh, i want to say um no in aquarius yeah in aquarius yeah at the end of november we're already there and it's gonna be in the conjunction the big conjunction i believe is happening december 1st if i'm not mistaken so so when is jupiter and and uh and december uh december i'm looking it up right now so it's around the twenty. Uh, hold on, hold on. Twenty second, twenty second. Uh, so Saturn occupies the sign of uh December seventeenth, twenty twenty. So yeah, so around December seventeenth. Yeah, so around December. Uh-huh. So yeah, so around that time, it'll be the the conjunction with Saturn and and Jupiter, again. Yeah. So you, 
so you start seeing um should start seeing some some of this tension kind of lighten up a little a little uh, a little i would say a little because i feel like there's a lot more coming after this because people yeah people are gonna like how you how you told me once that like the future is free agency as soon as people start yeah. uh figuring that out there could there there's gonna be like a massive like rupture even bigger you know i think well well that was that was a private conversation but now we gotta t- tell everybody what we talking about claudia uh uh, we're talking about we're talking about what the future economy is going to be like yeah and the future economy is going to be free agents free agency yeah pretty much much. self-ownership yeah hired guns yeah so in all actuality caroline uh to be totally honest with you you're ahead uh you might not be done with accounting oh damn just yet but you can totally make it your own business girl exactly as in a hired gun mm-hmm. guess what i guess what i just became last month uh caroline <laughs> a taxpayer uh, no a hired gun i had a corporate job that i was let go of in uh was it 20 17 three years right yeah and i just got called back got a call to do the job that i was doing but from home as an independent contractor cool i love it which helps out with this i am astrology podcast and all of that stuff takes a lot more pressure off of that you see what i'm saying so um where is the economy going you know uh whatever you whatever skill you've been doing or or acquired uh all these years learn uh figure out a way to package that and sell it yep Mm. that's exactly that's exactly what's happening we're seeing it already. We're seeing it already in social media. We're seeing it already with like, um, you know, like lifestyle bloggers, like everybody just kind of monetizing on what they know. I, I think I read about it in Forbes one time. It's it's called the, the passion economy. Yeah. Everybody That's kind cool. of like making money doing their passion. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But to do that, you have to make that transition that you are fighting with now, Caroline. The the how to go from making that corporate check to uh, half of that or not even quarter of that and still live and be happy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I thought about just like I could just do QuickBooks for a few people and make good money, but that, that's that would be free, free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just it sounds boring to me, but also there's the trade off of do I want to work and get paid a lot or work more for my passion but get paid less? So uh, let me know because I was an accountant too. <laughs> Man, uh, oh, by the way, God. by the way, 
when you are doing when you are a free agent it's hey not mm-hmm. not sitting in the office from eight to five until you do that duty and then you're done and walk away mm-hmm. so it's a little different that's true uh just something to think about uh so uh before we end this is there anything you want to tell us or yeah so definitely follow me on instagram at love by caro l-o-v-e-y-c-a-r-o or you can head to my website it's lovebycaro.com and i am doing weekly yoga classes online i have brief support calls available as well if you're interested in death doula work and i'm opening up a taboo school soon so I'm going to have a group offering where we rotate through different taboo topics like money, family secrets, drugs, psychedelics, and just have sharing circles and resources provided, as well as one-on-one coaching if anyone needs extra support. I love that. All right. Yeah. Uh, D. D. anything you want to say? Yeah. D. any last words? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at D33Universe or on Twitter at D33B0H. And you're definitely going to hear my mother <laughs> talking in the background for this. What, 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 uh, what uh, you provide? What kind of service? Uh, I have, uh, I, I do astrology and I mainly focus on natal chart interpretation. That's kind of my expertise there. Um, but I will do other stuff if you request it. I have dream interpretation and I have artwork for sale on my website now. And uh, if you've seen my astrological calendar, I still have some of those. Um, recently got together with a friend uh, and she does t-shirts. So she's uh, working with me to get some of my artwork on t-shirts. So hit me up for your early Christmas shopping, get some art you can wear. You can find it on my website at dream-astrology.com. I actually have a website domain now that fits what I'm doing with the website. Right. You know, so, you really know what I can't wait for you to come out with, D? Your own What's set that? of tarot cards. <laughs> I see your drawings. Oh, oh really? You draw some really cool tarot, tarot decks. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank Seriously. you so much for saying that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've i been working with tarot recently. I think I said that at the beginning yeah. of this. I'm not quite ready to offer it to the public. But yeah, you're the first person who's told me that. <laughs> so no worry, thank you. All right, Claudia, uh, you want to get out of here? <laughs> not me. I can say no, it. no, I said how. Uh, no, I'm saying how do you want to. Oh, how do I want to get out of here? I thought you said I know you want to get out of here. Um, no, no, just, you know, I want to tell everybody that... Um, it's been quite the year, but we're going to get through it, you know? Like, we're finally, uh, September felt like I was drowning. Um, but no, yeah, um, you guys can follow me. You can look me up on Instagram, uh, Walta, hashtag Walta, or my website, waltavision.com. Um, I do also astrology readings. But right now, what I'm really, really enjoying are these podcasts, Paul. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, I would like to thank Caroline. From, from Love by Carol for joining us today. Uh, I w- want to thank Dee her, for coming back, her home away from home. Uh, <laughs> you coming back, right, Dee? <laughs> uh, 
I'll come back every once in a while when we do stuff. Like all right, this. all right, all right, <laughs> all right. I I do like doing the podcast with you. It is a lot of fun. I always enjoy it. Have a good all time. Right. All right. <laughs> and I want. Thank uh, you. It's good to see all thank of you, you, Caroline, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Caroline, you're amazing. Going on. What I don't that? know your offer. Paul, what's your offer? Yeah, what's you got? Oh, I know. Well, I, got I, t-shirts well, and stuff well, too. Well, be honest with you. To be totally honest with you. Uh, I haven't done a t-shirt in a while. Uh, but I've been doing these podcasts and, um, you know, I, I still offer my readings and I write a daily horoscope uh hopefully you guys are following me i am astrology readings um instagram facebook um uh twitter even tiktok tiktok yeah yeah your boy is on tiktok (laughs) and he's getting mad reach (laughs) yes what's up Uh, I, i may start doing live soon i don't know yet but uh, other than that, uh, that's cool. kind of what I'm doing. Uh, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us. And you know how I always end this. Know thyself and balance your energy. Peace. I started off a question, and then it's number two. Things on my mind, why this, why that, what should we do? The question that just searches, keep diving in the secret. Profiles are leaking, these niggas get to tweaking. You don't be get to preaching, you don't be telling me. That my fate is in the stars, you read my energy. You got the recipe to get the ecstasy. I'm shifting gears on the things that you once believed. Now people don't deceive. These stars on Christmas Eve. It's from the start, that's why you trapped, you stuck, you cannot leave. You best be on your knees, confess your sins of booth. Don't have no question, have the faith, you trust, you told the truth. You think you can't be slanted, you think you just be planted. It's warfare, the bonds flow, collateral damage. I manage to maintain, to explain. We